They're gnawing his face off. No, no, they've eaten his eyes. They always stop with the, start with the softest parts. Remember that, children. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom, as one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. Hello. Pretty much. In this episode, we're talking about the long-delayed and much-anticipated The Batman. Directed by Matt Reeves and starring Robert Battenbat, Zoe Kravitz, Andy Serkis, Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Wright, and Paul Dano, to name but a few. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's here. Um, the Batman. It's been such a long time coming, this movie. <laughs> um, like, yeah, there was been there's been so many different iterations of it. Originally, this was gonna be the solo uh Bat uh Affleck movie, and then they got that got scrapped. Fuck. And it, yeah, that's that's it how was. that's how it started. They were gonna do and it was gonna be called the Batman as well, even that. Um, and then you know, Bat uh, Affleck was gonna direct, he was gonna write it, he was gonna star in it. And then he, you know, he got burnt out by the whole thing, had a terrible experience on Justice League and decided to walk away from the role. They then brought in Matt Reeves. And then there was some talk at one point of him directing Affleck and Affleck was like, no. And Reeves was saying, no, I want to do my own version of it. And eventually... And then they played hardball. He walked away. Yeah. And after and... all this drama, eventually, then, then they, you know, recast and they cast Robert Pattinson which, you know, angered a lot of people, as it often does when a new actor gets part, cast as Batman. Um, but then after, and then they started filming, and then it got delayed because of COVID, so they stopped filming halfway through, and then they started up again. So it's been this long story thing, and then a finally now it's out, and it's, it's, you can go and see it. It's at the cinema. Um, yeah. And it's been a long time coming. It's rubbish. Out. No, it's not. It's, it's not rubbish. Yeah. Um, so it's here and it's it's uh, fucking brilliant, yeah, man. So, we've done our usual film. thing, we, we walked out of it and we haven't really we had a bit of a like holy shit, but we haven't had a proper discussion. So, you go, you d tell me what did you think of the Batman? I fucking loved this film, yeah, yeah. Like I've said to you for a long time, I want to see a film where Batman's like ground level investigating, showing off that he's the world's greatest detective. And, you know, he's not quite there yet, but he's um, doing a lot of that Batmaning around. Yeah, it's very much a detective. And that's growling, how it's solved. Punching that, the fuck what... out of people. Yeah. But yeah, man, fuck. I really, really love this film. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's like thinking back of it, it's just one of the, it's honestly, and I know this is going to sound hyperbolic, but like, I think it's a fucking masterpiece, man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Genuinely. Like, I know it's long. And I know it's marketed in a weird way, and I yeah. know that there's a lot to take on with it. But if you sit just in isolation alone, this film is fucking spectacular. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think I will probably feel the same way. I think I'm what I'm struggling with at the moment, and this is the day after I've seen it, um, is trying to think of it in that isolated way. Mm. I think part of the issue that I've had with it, and I've been trying to put my finger on it because I really, I really, really liked it, but I didn't quite yeah. love it. I wasn't blown away by it. And like, it was like part of my issue was, you know, the hype was ridiculous. Like going into this movie, even in the last week when the like the embargoes lifted and everyone's reviews started coming out, and I started seeing that word masterpiece getting thrown around. Oh, really? Yeah, and things like that, even but just on TV spots and stuff. Like even if you're you know, trying to avoid stuff, which I was, it's just like go see the Batman now. It's like they called it a masterpiece. It's the best movie since The Dark Knight. It's, ah, and all this like really hyperbolic stuff. And that's and then I looked back on it earlier. And I thought about how long we've known some of this stuff, how long we've had some of these this imagery in the, of this movie. Mm. But that trailer, the first trailer that came out where we saw, he opened with the duct tape victim and yeah. it just says, no more lies. Yeah. And at the end of the trailer, there's the, now, well, like the iconic now, who, yeah, who are you, are you supposed to be? And then Pattinson just beats the shit out of a dude. That came out in August 2020. <laughs> that trailer. So it's been such a long time since that came out. Do you know what I mean? It's been Fucking such that think how how much has happened since then. Not only just like in terms of stuff we've consumed from a you know movie and media perspective, but just how the world has changed since then. Like that has become such a known like that scene of him beating that guy up is so well known now. Like it's become a gif, it's become a meme. And the film hasn't even come out yet. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. what it means and is that when, when stuff like that, when it happens in the film, it really doesn't have a lot of impact. Or it didn't to me anyway, because I knew where it was going. Do you know what I mean? All the, the tension and build up yeah. was about to happen as he walks out of the shadows and all the rest is like, oh shit. And it should be that, but I'm like going, well, I know where this is going. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, yeah. I struggled. I had the same issue with um, No Time to Die because that got delayed so much and we've seen the imagery of it so many times that it was just ingrained in your brain so by the time you actually see it in the movie it's just it washes over you a bit and that's yeah. the issue that i had and I, it's, if anything the one thing this has taught me now is that i think i am i might be done with trailers good because it's kind of ruining the experience for me a little bit now yeah man like i stick with it just watch one trailer when it comes out yeah that's it yeah, well, this is, I was always going to see the new Batman movie, wasn't I? And, and also, I think it's interesting you picked up on that. It's been marketed weirdly. Um, yeah. Because I think that's part of the issue as well, is that all the major sort of action beats in the movie, you've seen them? Yeah. They're in the trailers because they're, this is not, it's a three hour movie. There's, it's not that action heavy. It's mostly investigative talking is about the plot is this is the main thing but that's not what that's not how you sell people on a batman movie where you sell people mm. on the batman movie on him kicking the fuck out of people and driving his car so that's what you show in the trailer but those are like the climactic moments of these like these um few and far between action sequences that are great but you've seen a lot of them already yeah. which is kind of frustrating um but there's not to say they're not brilliant and they're really well directed and executed and choreographed and all the rest of it it's just that the impact isn't there because of the way they've had to market it to try and sell people on it um i wish they sort of sold it more on the plot 
um, or just giving you little details about what the what the actual investigation was going to be, because that's the majority of the runtime is spent doing that. Yeah. Um, and that's another slight issue I have with it, but yeah, I don't know. How do you mean? Well, we'll get into spoilers properly after, you know, we'll do a spoiler tag, but I think part of the issue that I have is that I f- I'm fine with it being like, I love the investigation side of things. Like I love that it very much feels like a Fincher movie. It feels like yeah. Zodiac. It's what a lot of people, yeah. you know, people yeah. are comparing it to Zodiac or Seven. And it's like, that's the kind of vibe you got from the trailers. It's like, oh, this is cool. But I think what I struggle with with it is that it's there's a lot of, um, it's quite abstract in terms of what the plot is. And it also extends to what some of the characters are as well. A lot of it is talking about events and things that happened off screen before the start of the movie. And, it's, yeah. and a lot of time is dedicated to that. I mean, you don't see any of it. You just hear about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm kind of okay with that because it is like, like this investigative trying to find out what is like the root cause of all of this. Like, because then, you know, if, it, if everything was like relevant and happening right now, it kind of, um, it's less of a, the scale of the threat isn't there. And it's like, yeah, because it mean. is, you know, there's like the, you know, as we've seen in the trailers, there is, you know, a, a deep investigation and like they are looking at like this no more lies. And then it's how far that extends into Gotham. And, yeah, which is yeah. like notoriously like it's really sort of deep down and corrupt city. And you're like, right. The reason he only talks to Jim Gordon, the reason that Jim Gordon's like the only person I trust is you. And all that sort of stuff is because it's a horribly corrupt city and turns out always has been. And not only are they sort of realizing that this like clean cut mayor who's there, who's like, Oh, I'm going to clean up the city. I'm going to, you know, she wants to take away our, you know, renovation plan. She wants to do this. She wants to do that. And it gives you the, this look into it, not being Batman led all the time. Yeah, because so much of this stuff's like, I'm gonna get you, Batman. I'm gonna rob a bank, and then after I finish robbing the bank, I'm gonna fly off in a helicopter with a giant smiley face on it. Nobody's gonna know it's me, but which is often uh, against what you would expect from Batman, like this dark and gritty character when he's all got like neon superheroes around him. But then that's the way that you sort of investigate this like political corruptness throughout the city. And he's trying to get it sort of realizing that it's not just, you know, this murder isn't just somebody that's taken umbrage with a person and he's duct taped to say, oh, this politician lies, but it's how far that goes and how wide that web goes as well. Yeah, no, I get that. Like the conspiracy side of it is, is cool. And I get the, yeah, the idea of it, but it's, I think it's just a case of it extends beyond just um, the plot. It's also characters and things. So, like Bruce, the Bruce, you know, obviously Bruce Wayne, they don't do the origin story. They don't show the parents getting shot, and I'm glad for that. Fine, we've seen that God knows how many times. Mm. But then you also, because of the nature of how they're doing this, everything is like told to you after the fact. So, like you, you don't see it. We've again, it's because it's been done before. I guess you know. But the Gordon and um, 
and Batman relationship is just sort of there and you're in the middle of it. And that's, uh, yeah, fine. Okay, we've seen that before. But then there's things like Selena Kyle gets a very different backstory than we've seen before. But again, we don't see it. We just told it. And it's all these, there's a whole series of events that happened to her in her life that she tells us about. We don't see it. Do you know Mm. what I mean? I think it just could have done with like maybe one or two flashbacks just to give a bit of context the show don't tell because there's there's loads there's so much telling in the plot already then maybe the characters stuff should be more informed by flashbacks you know what i mean just because it the, by the combination of it all yeah. being told to you rather than being shown to you just means that it's just i know yeah do, do, yeah do you I get what i mean about, i do get what you mean but i do think it kind of like accentuates the the fact that this is very much like an investigative story yeah and it's like he's learning these things as they go along. You know, yeah. it is for the larger part of it and without being reductive in any way, you know, it is it is a who done it film. Yeah. And then when you do find out who done it, it's how can we catch them? How's it how are we gonna get this person that's doing all of this? And it's that build up from there as as you go through and you start to uncover more, and every time you go through, there's just like another layer of shit that you've got to crawl through. Because you're like, oh, shit, I can't do this. No, the reason that this person's motivated to do this is because of this. Like, yeah. everyone's got... So everyone's got, like, a reason to it. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate, like, yeah, the, the the depth of the characters and that and the motivations behind everything. Like, it all makes sense. And it's, it is brilliant. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I feel like I'm coming across as very negative. Um, but I did, it is great. And I, like, I love the, I love the, the Gotham that he's created here. And just the levels of corruption, how everything's interconnected, even just the look of it as well. I think this is this is one of the best looking Gotham's we've ever had because it feels unique. It doesn't feel like you know the problem yeah. that we have with um, like Nolan's um, Gotham, particularly in the later films, is that it's just Chicago. Like there's nothing well, distinctive like, about it. <laughs> like yeah, and it's like when you look at the first one, yeah, and you're like, oh hey, we're in Chicago, and yeah. then you go, hey, we're in New York. Yeah. Hey, we're in new cargo. And yeah, like, well, there's, there's so many things in the first one. It was like, in it. Yeah. In the, even in the first, you know, in Batman Begins, at least you had like the Narrows, which felt like a very Gotham, you know, thing, which didn't quite have an equivalent in the real world. Obviously, mm. you had the big monorail, which became part of the plot. It was like, well, you know, monorail, monorail, monorail. Like, it put Gotham on the map. Um, but um, <laughs> so. There were things like that, but then as he went on, like by the time he got to the Dark Knight, it was just oh, it's just Chicago. Whereas yeah. this, like very early on, there's, there's a gr- the establishing opening like um, scene of the movie is fucking brilliant. I love it. Um, but it just it establishes what Gotham looks like, and it's this sort of you know, and it's this weird amalgamation of like there are modern buildings mixed in with old Gothic buildings. There's like neon signs everywhere, like like crammed. There's the, I love that intersection they keep showing where it's like. Looks like Piccadilly Circus slash Times Square, and it's just like got yeah. every last bit of advertising they could possibly cram into it, and it's just it feels this like oppressive and like claustrophobic and just dark, but also modern and yeah, it feels like it's the best Gotham we've ever seen. I think honestly, um, yeah. And then that that's then accentuated by all the characters and the fact that like all the you know the police have characters. They're not just random policemen. They even have you know a little character in there thrown in there and. You know, Jim Gordon's part of that, but he's not just the the only face of the police in Gotham. There's a few different elements to it 
we know who the DA is, we know who the mayor is, we know who the mayor or candidate is. We know, yeah. you know, it, it fleshes it out in such a cool way. Um, and I really, I'm excited to see them build this out more because obviously they've got plans for like TV series. There's going to be a Penguin TV series, um, with Colin Farrell, um, and all these other sort of spin-offs and, and stuff that they're going to flesh this world out. And that's what really excites me about it. Yeah, no, I agree. Like it's the depth of character, like... So this is going to sound really, really wanky, but this is the first time that I've seen like a comic book movie that feels like it was based off of like a novel rather than a, so it feels like a book yeah. rather than a comic book. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because you've got to think about like the depth of character in that. And there are plot lines that like peter out a bit and that come kind of come back to relevance a bit later. But, you know, you start to sort of follow a thread and you come to a loose end and you're like, oh, fuck. Well, how do we get back from here? Like, now what do we do? You're like, well, now we've got to go off and do this because that just actually gave us just a little bit more information towards where we wanted to go. Yeah. And I don't know, like, yeah, I just think it's so good because it's just, I'm just going to keep saying layers, but it's like, it is, it's really like multifaceted. Like there's so much more to it than, like it's like we were saying the other so unfortunately readers we haven't been able to do like the full uh grand rewatch of all the apologies for that um we're both very very busy um at the moment we didn't quite get around to it so we um yeah we did do our burton um rewatch and we managed to get that out um but unfortunately we we ran out of time to do the rest we might get around to it later in the year um, because it's re- this really is the year of Batman. It's going to be really interesting to see how this compares going forward. Um, because we are later on in the year going to see um, Michael Keaton reprise the role, um, <laughs> as yeah, well as keep forgetting um, about that. Yeah, I know, I know you do because you don't want to think about it. Because Ezra. Um, oh yeah, I can't. sorry. Um, yeah, so we're going to see that, and we're also going to see um, Affleck sort of do it, have his swan song, and and let go and say goodbye to the character. Um, we're also going to get an animated version of Batman voiced by Keanu Reeves. Um, so there's just multitude of different Batman <laughs> going on. Um, uh, so here for that. Watch like, that trailer, man. Seriously, it's literally a minute long. It's worth it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's um, so we might get around to doing it again. But go on, sorry, you were going to say something we were talking about the other night. Yeah, so we were saying about um, we was saying about like the dark knight yeah and that there are parts of dark knight that just you know when you start to peel it back yeah there's some of it that's just a bit hard to you go "Mm." wait a minute but like you say from like a visual spectacle like from a bit like you said from a visual like you kind of I'm trying to sort of find your words here. But, yeah, so my basically um, the way I described it with the, the Dark Knight um, is that it's like it's a, it's an experience. You never forget the first time you saw the Dark Knight, and you were just on the edge of your seat. You had no idea what was going to happen next. Like the music score comes in, and you know, oh shit, the Joker's coming, just because of that one note that Hans Zimmer plays, and just like the sense of dread and sort of foreboding, and just yeah, that whole you know um, adrenaline that it pumps in terms of where the plot went. Yeah. you can't replicate that but and when you watch your multiple viewings that's when like some of the paint starts to come off and you start questioning wait a minute how could he have planned that 
how could he have known? And as you start, the, the layers start coming off um, and it takes it away a little bit. But like it, as an experience, as a cinematic experience, it's amazing. Um, and similar with Dark Knight Rises, but Dark Knight Rises has got more holes in it that and it stretches believability yeah. to the point where even when you're watching it the first time, it's all good. Eh, wait a minute. Um, but yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, and I think that what they've done here is by, they've made it, they've tried to make it like this ground level believable. Like, you know, when Batman walks in to, you know, it's not really a spoiler, but like when Batman walks onto a crime scene, the police are like, what the fuck is he doing here? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I like the idea. And people like, like, are actually like, why? I don't, why? You're not yeah. a cop, man. You're like, just a guy. Yeah, I like the idea that, that it's, um, it's, he's known as like Gordon's guy. Yeah, you, your guy just went crazy and did that, and he got this guy killed or whatever. Like he's got you, these guys crazy or whatever it happens to be. You know? But it's just like Gordon's the only one who like will vouch for him. And it turns out, you know, like you say, like you mentioned earlier, Gordon is the only one the Batman will trust because Gordon's the only one who's not corrupt. It's like, yeah, and he's still Sergeant Gordon at this point, not not Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, um, or he's which... Lieutenant. I think isn't he Lieutenant Gordon? I think so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, there's loads of layers that they're building in where they're they're world building and setting things up for later stuff to come. Um, but there's you know even the fact that like the, the bat signal exists um, and yeah, yeah in a roundabout way because it's like it's like a broken slat, isn't it? It's like it's obviously been like broken in a way so it looks like a bat sign. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the dark light because that opening scene where it's like, you know, he's shining lights, shining the light in the sky, and that scares everybody is very similar to that opening bit from the dark night. Like once yeah. you get past the um the what's it, the uh the bank scene. The bank scene. That's what you get. You get like people like drug dealers going, nah man, not tonight, because they see the um the light in the sky. And it's like, yeah. well. It's kind of a similar thing, but they've they taken it to its nth degree in this movie, where it's like, yeah, literally, like the guy's just robbed a store and he looks down at uh, an alleyway and he's fucking petrified of just the darkness <laughs> because he <laughs> thinks Batman might be there waiting for him. As oh, that's that is cool. That is really cool. Like, yeah, I did the opening was awesome. I just yeah, and it's it's you know as we were saying, this is a this is a three hour film. Mm. And almost, I can't, there was, a, there was one point I was saying to you, there was like one point where I was like starting to flag a bit. Yeah. But that must have come at like the, what was that, like two and a half hour mark? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I had a similar, yeah, I was flagging a little bit towards the end. And it's just, I think it's just a case of, I think the reason I flag with it, and it's another sort of minor criticism, I suppose, is that it's just relentlessly bleak. <laughs> yeah. It's so dark. And I, I'd said this to a friend earlier, it's like, it, 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 by comparison to The Dark Knight, which is obviously it's going to get compared to The Dark Knight, but it makes The Dark Knight seem like Lego Batman in terms of its like light, like, lightness. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. think about it, like, at least Michael Caine was cracking a joke every now and then. <laughs> or like yeah. you'd get a scene of smarmy Bruce Wayne and you'd enjoy that or whatever um, but like there's none of that in this there is literally it's so dour and so fucking serious and it's just like 
it just it needs just a little bit like there was a couple of moments there are a couple of little moments where like colin farrell's penguin gets a couple of like semi funny um lines as does yeah. jim gordon but they're like sort of gallows humor but it just needed a little bit more because because if you're going to do a three-hour movie that's a long time to keep people that sort of depressed quite frankly (laughs) it's a long time to keep people in that sort it's all intense all the way and and that's the same thing with like the way bruce wayne is depicted in this and it kind of it was what i feared it was going to be in that pattinson is kind of one note like he's great and he's intense and he's brooding but that's kind of it do you know what I mean? Like, and I know he's he'll modulate, and I know I understand the point of it in terms of the plot. I understand why he's that way, and why he will grow and change if you know when the series continues. But it does mean that he's not the most likable sort of or charismatic guy to spend t- spend three hours with. He's just yeah. very very serious and fucking like he's very brooding. much a hundred percent brooding. 100% of the time and like he barely takes off the mask. Yeah. He's in that mask for the majority of the movie and fair play for them to them for that. But just like even when he takes it off he just his voice doesn't change. His his tone like his tone nothing changes there's no modulation posture, between, like everything no. is different. And I think this is like um cuz yeah get we'll we'll talk about this more in spoilers but like where the plot can go from here yeah can really have like a significant effect on how he's presented oh definitely yeah no i can i totally i totally get it i totally get that like it, this is a setup for what's to come later and all that but it just means that when you're watching this first movie and this is your first introduction to this new iteration of batman i can see it sort of putting people off and going jesus christ this guy's fucking miserable like yeah. I mean, he's just he's too yeah. much to be it's like too tough to be around do you know what i mean he's not like um, and it's the same with yeah, because it would have had, like I say, Christian Bale was intense, but not not compared to this guy. <laughs> like, no. Um, and but it's just like the, the same the, with you know, the comparison like the, is that like you like you say like Christian Bale's intensity was like an anger, yeah. Whereas this is like a bitterness, like a pure hatred, is how I sort of saw it, yeah. and I'm like, I like seeing that because like. It's so often that you, when you hear about people talk about Batman, they're like, oh, it's so dark, it's so gritty. And he's like, oh, I've got to tell the, tell them it was your idea. And you're like, okay, that's, that's fine. But he's talking about giving up being Batman, like his one true mission, and that he's going to do it and throw himself in, turn himself into the cops, and then he's being quippy. And you go, this is the man that spent years like traveling the world, learning, like ingratiating himself into prisons and getting in fights and getting smashed to pieces so that he can then come home and do pretty much the same thing, but like smash other people to pieces in the name of his father through vengeance. And then you don't really get that so much. You just get him punching bad guys. Whereas in this, he's a frightening like there are points when you see him come out and it's almost like a horror movie. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the reasons I like this so much is because it shares so much with horror. Yeah. Is that this is like this like fear and malevolence that's like surrounding 
everything. You never really feel safe. You would never really know what's happening or when it's going to happen. Or And then when things do, when you start to see things happen, so really careful tiptoeing around here, but like when you do start seeing things happening, you there's that dread that rises in you. Yeah. And I, that's what I think I loved so much about it is because it was, it was scary. It was a Batman that you could be afraid of, not one that you would cheer for. Yeah. I, I, I get that, that that's part of the journey. And, that, and you, you know, again, we're, we're trying to tiptoe around what, what happens towards the back end. But I don't know. It's just could have done with maybe just a little bit. Just maybe, you know, and it's, I think it's like the Alfred. Alfred is, is your, your way to do that because you just, even like, I liked, um, what's his name? Um, Jeremy Irons' version of Alfred. He would like, he would take the piss out of how serious Batman, like Bruce took himself. Mm. Is that, and he would just make these like offhanded comments that, you know, like, oh, you know, I, I guess the, the, the Wayne children, the next generation of Waynes is going to inherit an empty wine cellar. It's like, then just not, there's going to be a next generation of Waynes like that off the, under the, under his breath. Yeah. And then Batman, would, oh, you know, Bruce would just give him a look. And that's it. But just that just lightens it just a little bit. Because just, you know what? It's, th- it, it's pretty fucking horrible at the moment. Can we just search our name? Can we not? <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's an impressive, yeah, you have to be in the right frame of mind to spend three hours in it, is what I'll say. Yeah. And maybe I wasn't. Well, maybe I, I was say, after to a be bit fair, more like, escapism. Yeah, I think that's, and it's how you get your escapism, really, because you know I wasn't in, uh, I wasn't in the greatest moods when I saw it. But at the same time, like, I had I watched it and I just got completely absorbed into this like yeah. horrible world. And I think it's again, it's like you know, one of, as you know, like one of my favorite authors is Cormac McCarthy and like, yes, uh, like Chuck Palahniuk and stuff. So I like horrible books. And I like horrible things and I like to escape into those like scary worlds, you know, because we've got labels on coffee that tell you that the coffee's hot and stuff like that. But then you go into this world and you're like, this is a world where somebody that could save me uh, is just this horrible monster that's just going out at night. And yeah, you've got these drug dealers and stuff going, oh, God. I just yeah. robbed a store and now do, do I give, would he still kill me if I would he still beat me up if I went and gave the money back? Yeah. And it's that those sort of questions that lead you in. Like, but I do get it because it is just fucking relentlessly bleak. Yeah. And I think it's just and again, of, I read the road once yeah, every year. I um I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate that's what he's going for. I get that. But I think maybe it's a case of it's so different in terms of a superhero film. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. There's a, there, you come out of a superhero film, even a darker one, even a, you know, a, and you know me, I, I like the darker stuff. Like my favorite Marvel thing ever, and as we've been discussing, is Daredevil, which is by far yeah. one of the darkest of that and the most violent and the most, and it's just, and it's brutal and like, and can be dark. But the, even there, you have moments of levity and you come out of a season of it with a sense of hope, a sense of, do you know what I mean? There'll be, there'll be some sort of victory at the end of it. Or, yeah. or whatever. Whereas with this, it's just like, oh fuck me! It's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God, Bruce, just oh, back it in, mate. Fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Um, Settle down, Bruce. Just Jesus Have Christ, dude. Look, just you fucking, you're rich. Go get laid. <laughs> Justice doesn't need sex. Okay, mate. All right, all right. Settle down. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wish he just like yeah, he would just lighten up a little bit, which I think they will do. And I think yeah, um, I don't know. Before we get into spoilers, like I, I feel like I am being negative towards it, but I feel that again, it's baggage that I'm bringing into it. It's that it. I wanted, I just wanted a bit, a slightly more. <laughs> joyful experience i guess but i appreciate that no i love the david fincher movies i love zodiac is one of the best movies ever i love that film but it's not something i'll put on a regular basis do you know what i mean it's not something you put on yeah. to watch of a sunday afternoon generally same with seven like oh you fancy watching a movie tonight yeah let's watch seven there's not doesn't happen very often do you know what i mean i feel like yeah. this, is the, this is like the superhero equivalent of them it's like it's fucking brilliant but it's not something you want to watch all the time do you know what I mean? Because it's you have to like invest in it, and it yeah, it's um, and even just the plot is because it is that abstract and complicated, and you don't see any of it. You have to just listen to what every word someone's saying. It can get it's like strange. It's like geez, right? Don't you got to pay focused attention in this dark, gritty world for three hours, and do not you know listen to every single word someone's saying because otherwise you'll miss a key, key plot point. It's like Jesus, right? Okay, if, if I known that going in. I would have approached it differently. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's been sold as, hey, look, it's Batman. <laughs> Batman, driving the Batmobile. Yeah, Batmobile, blowing, up blowing shit up, kicking ass. Like, that's how it's been sold. But that's not what it is. So I feel like that's that's a bit of an issue that I have with it. So I'm interested. I'm going back to watch it again this week. Um, and I feel like I'm probably, now that I'm prepared, I understand what it is that I'm going, getting myself in for sort of thing. I reckon I'll probably enjoy it a hell of a lot more. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, um, I, I did really, I did enjoy it. And it was like, there were plot twists and things that happened in it that just, I was like, fuck, that's so, like, shit. That's awesome. Amazingly acted scenes, amazing, like, action sequences. We'll talk about it. Once we get into the spoilers, we can talk about specifics, but it's, it yeah. is great. Go see it. But just, if anything, if you take anything away from this review, just be prepared for what it is and not necessarily what it's been sold as which is yeah. you know it is a three-hour investigative murder mystery movie <laughs> where one yeah. guy happens to be wearing a cape uh, that's pretty is much it a cape, it. though uh yeah it's a cape yeah it's, yeah it's a cape we'll talk about that in a minute but uh yeah okay i think i know what you're talking about but anyway do you want to get in spoilers yeah. I think we should do spoilers. Spoilers. So, spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Let's just start with that then. It's so, fucking wingsuit, mate. Is like, that what it's not it, a cape? Right, okay. So, because I, I didn't quite get what happened there. So, yeah, because he would just, did he wrap it, what was his cape round himself and that turned it into a wingsuit? Pretty much, yeah. That's what, yeah, okay. And I was like, like when I noticed that, I just, I physically sat back in my seat and went, oh, fucking hell, that's clever. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. Because yeah. that is something like we've always seen it in all the Batman films where it's like, you know, he fucking lifts his arms up and folds out. You know, now it's a hang glider, and then he does a little, and then he does a little forward roll, 
out the bottom of his hang glider as he hits the ground, just hits the ground like a sack of shit and somersaults out of it sort of thing, as he does in the in 1989. Yeah. Or whichever one it is. No, it's uh, Returns. Yeah. And then, like, you've got the one in... Um, so it's like the, the the memory cloth. Yeah, that was a clever way of doing it. The memory cloth in um, Dark Knight, where you put electrical current yeah. through what is normally a cape, and it turns it into a hang glider. Yeah, and you're like, that's clever. I mean, it's not real, and but it sounds like it could be. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of, like, the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Things sound like they could be real, but aren't. But then this is, this is just something that is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You've like seen what you've he seen. He pulls it over. Yeah. He zips it up. It's a wingsuit. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Um, and even to the point where it doesn't work particularly well. Because <laughs> then he yeah, just... like he's really fucking scared whilst it's happening as well. Yeah. That, that look of fear. Like he, I will say as well, well, he's one of the best actors under the mask. I think Pattinson, like yeah. he, he get, you get a lot of emotion out of him, even when he's wearing the mask. Um, that, yeah, that, those, that fear, those, ang- those moments of anger, um, and it all comes across, even though half his face is covered. Um, so yeah, fucking fair play to that. Um, yeah. And I like that he didn't have the ego to sort of like, or even the studio didn't say, "Oh, he has to, we have to show his face because he's the movie star." There are literally like a handful of scenes where you actually see him, um, and that's kind of like the persona of this Bruce Wayne as well. It's like he turns up to the funeral, doesn't he? And they're like, "Ah, oh, the the one billionaire in Gotham that's more reclusive than I am." Sort of thing, or yeah. like because no one's seen him. He's just he's this complete like recluse who no one goes goes anywhere near. And um, it's just yeah, and it sort of kind of fits perfectly. And it's going to be like, how do we find that level in the future where he starts to be the um, you know, does he ever become like the Playboy billionaire? I think so. Or? Yeah, I think they've set they've set that up quite nicely because. Basically, what they've got in this movie, there's all these little nuggets of things that they're building in this, and that's part of what I love. Like, I can talk more about the stuff that I love now because I, I don't have to worry about spoilers. So I love the whole, you know, there's this mayoral campaign going on in the background, um, mm. and then the, the incumbent mayor gets murdered at the beginning of the movie. It's the first murder. It's like he murdered the mayor of Gotham's. Like, that's your opening inciting incident. Like, shit, for a Batman movie, you murdered the mayor of Gotham. That's a pretty strong start. Yeah, um, but then yeah, the the his opponent is this um, black. What's the name? Real, isn't it? Real or Real? Real, yeah, Real. Um, and she's running. She's that ends up sort of running unopposed, and she's this new. They they make a point about how young she is. She's like twenty eight or something crazy. Um, but she's running for um, for running for mayor and trying you know trying to promote real change in Gotham. Um, and she's the one who then approaches Bruce at the one time when he comes out, you know, out of hiding sort of thing and says, well, how come you're not doing any thin floppy work like your parents used to do? Yeah. And said, right, we're not, we're not done with this conversation. We'll talk about it later. They don't get a chance to do that, but like that seed has been planted. And then again, at the end of the movie, he then, he saves her life as Batman. Yeah. And it's like, and he may come to that realization that I, I need to be more than vengeance. I need to b- bring hope. I could be a hero. And it's like, Yes, and I feel like that it goes both ways. He goes both both for his persona as Batman and also for him as Bruce Wayne. So I feel like now this new mayor's in charge, and she gives this yeah. speech at the end about rebuilding and building trust in their public office and all the rest of it. He'll get involved with her and become that 
philanthropic. He'll he'll spend money to rebuild Gotham and stuff. Like he'll throw his money behind that, and he'll be known as the man who rebuilt Gotham, and that'll be the thing that he becomes known as. I feel. Yeah, that's the obvious thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's going to be. Yes, yeah, that's like sowing the seeds of like his growth, and it's like uh, now that like Mayor Rao's come out, and he's like he can come out and start going. Actually, now I've started to see change, and he can use, you know, the flood as his opportunity to start doing that work again. The yeah, I mean, they can even did. like they can slowly build to it. Like, you can maybe he'll he'll do it anonymously to be in with, or you know, whatever. He'll just donate this money, and she'll go, "Why don't you tell people that's what you're doing?" He's like, "Oh, I don't want the attention." And then yeah. maybe that'll be part of the plot of the next one. Is that you know, Alfred or whatever? Because that it's he is in a similar place. Like they, what they kind of do with this is like. Because again, I've recently watched the Nolan movies, and there is a moment early on in Batman Begins where it's because of Alfred that he even becomes starts doing that persona of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for Alfred saying, but you know, people are going to start questioning what does someone like Bruce Wayne do with his time and his money? And he goes, Oh shit, yeah, you're right. Maybe I should start, you know, playing a part. And so then he does, and then he does the whole thing where he turns up with two supermodels and they go into the swimming pool and that whole sequence. But if Alfred hadn't told him to do it, he wouldn't have bothered. He would have just been dedicated to being Batman and just been this complete recluse and no one would have seen him. And that's kind of where we're at with this Bruce Wayne, with Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne in this. It's like, what if he never had that conversation with Alfred and he just became obsessed with being Batman? And like he says in the opening monologue, he's like, I'm a nocturnal animal now. I just get all the nights just blend into one. And I don't, yeah, he doesn't go out, he doesn't see anyone, doesn't do anything. And so like, he's just become, all he is is Batman. Um, and at the end of the movie, he's starting to realise that that's not as it should be. He's got more to offer. Yeah, like he's got more to offer than just being a man that beats up criminals. Yeah, and it's that brilliant, yeah, I'm vengeance. That moment. Mate, that, <sighs> yeah. And that that's the moment where he's confronted with himself and he's like, I'm just being an angry young man. I need to be more than that because this is like the idea of that being like a hero whose message gets misconstrued and appropriated by just like, you know, incels on the internet. Yeah. What happens to that where they think they're being like edgelords and like, yeah, that's a whole sequence towards the back end was like, that was powerful as fuck. That was like, Jesus Christ, did they even know what they were doing when they did this? Like, yeah. Well, and that's, it is it is quite because you start to go well actually if he is like people are like where's your manifesto and stuff like that or like can't wait to read this and can't wait to do this but then you hear him like talk to people and he sort of sits down and he's like hey guys hey guys like, don't forget to like and subscribe it's yeah it's like it's it's crazy yeah so we talk we've gone off on a bit of a tangent here but we talk about the riddler uh, yeah. The way they do the Riddler in this movie, which is he is very much yeah that serial killer leaving fucking these like riddles at the tr- crime scenes, and there are some amazing sequences with him, like the um the bomb vest or the bomb around the neck sequence with the DA. Yeah, brilliant, and it's like right, you got one minute to answer three riddles, or you're gonna get blown up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, and it's tense, and it's like oh my god, like Riddler isn't a joke anymore. We're a long way from um, Jim Carrey. <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, like, I love Jim Carrey. I've, you know, my love for that man is well storied. But I think seeing 
that in this light works really, really well. And there was a point that I was like, uh, when they were going through all the newspaper stuff, and they're like, hush. And I'm like, oh, they're making him Thomas Elliot. Mm. Yeah, and maybe. they're not doing, you know, they're doing they're doing hush and not, um, you know, they're saying that he's he's like I'm not the Riddler. I am, you know, I am Thomas Elliot. Hmm. Yeah. I am this. I am that. Your father did this to me, and you got all of this stuff. And I thought that's where they were going with it. And then I was like, actually, they're doing it more of a like working class hero. Yeah, and that was really interesting as well. I like that, like that, like the scene they when you finally do get to that scene. I did struggle with that scene as well. I think that was the the moment when you were struggling, weren't you? Um, when they finally oh in their, the cell, yeah, where they have their confrontation is the standard hero meets the villain between a pane of glass. Yeah, that we've seen a few times, and I think that's what I was struggling with. With that, it's just like when you've been watching something for almost three hours, and then you just get to, and it's Paul Dano just screaming like a fucking <laughs> lunatic and it's just like oh fuck's sake like, do you, know what I mean? like, you know what what brought me back in that scene though because mm. there's the scene when he goes bruce yeah Wayne. yeah 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 and you go he keeps what? saying it yeah and then he goes through and then he goes uh and he says and you and i are the same and you go oh fuck yeah like I get okay, yeah, he doesn't know that. that. That was a clever, you know, that was a clever fake out. But what's better now is that you've got somebody that understands that the Riddler is obsessed with Batman. Like they all are. Like yeah. one of the reasons that he's Batman, like you know, it's that sort of cyclical, you know, like they don't ever want to kill Batman because they need him, which they sort yeah. of they addressed a little bit in, um, you know, in the Dark Knight, when he's like, "Kill you? I don't want to kill you. Too much fun." Yeah, which is like the um, was the whole escalation piece, isn't it? And that's what they again they sort of hinted at in Dark Knight, but this is another iteration of that, where it's like, well, you know, um, escalation. We start carrying semi-automatics; they buy automatics, and now you're jumping off rooftops wearing a mask. So criminals are going to start getting crazier as well. And that's like, yeah, the Joker came as a, as a reaction to Batman. And it feels like this is very much the same with um, Paul, yeah, with the Riddler, because you showed me that it was possible. All I had to do was put a mask on and then people would listen to me. I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. fuck, what have I done? So, and it's, yeah, it's is, it is really powerful. But it's just, it's two hours and 45 minutes into the movie. So it's just like... <laughs> um yeah. And because that that's what I mean, like that was the point when I started to like it started to get a little bit samey or like by the numbers. But then it's that that point where it turns back and you go, oh, fuck. And you're like, yeah. well, what has he done? Yeah. And then unfortunately. That was the point where the trailers ruined it for me or the trailer yeah, well, ruined it. Well, well, because well, so, you've seen the floods in the trailer, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And you see like the rushing water and you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. I'd have I'd have liked to have not known that that was in the trailer. Yeah. For for the, like that half a second that it's in the trailer. Yeah. You could have easily put something else in there or saved half a second. True, but then the things they didn't show were really effective. So like when you do, you find out that like yeah yeah he's recruited a bunch of like followers, 
and they're all out there yeah. now and they're all just they drip the and because you look at the I was I was before Batman got to it, I was reading the comments on that video and they say yeah. rifles are good. I'm like, what the f- what does that mean? Yeah, and they're like, well, what caliber? What caliber? And they're talking about where you can get one of the masks, and there's a picture of like a load of the masks all lined up. And I was sort of paying attention to that a little bit, and then it got to and then they got to it, and it's like, oh shit. Oh shit. And then yeah, and then you see these bunch of guys who are just all like there with their rifles. And they're there to like assassinate, and it, that is terrifying. That is genuinely one of the most because again, they can't have known when they made it. But now the idea of there the being a riots. It, yeah, exactly. They can't have known that, but it's the idea of a cult of personality sending people to do violent, you know, yeah. politically motivated shit. Like the idea, lone gunmen, but a group of lone gunmen, you know, yeah. snipers in the bell tower sort of thing. <clears throat> And it's just like, fuck, that's far more terrifying than any supervillain freezing the city or you know, holding the city hostage or anything like that. Yeah. And that was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, that that was amazing. And it's just like really close to the bone, really dark, but like, yeah, really well done. I loved it. Yeah, yeah it was so, so clever. And yeah, like you like you're saying, like, none of that's in the trailer. No, that they managed to keep secret, and that's great. And there's other bits and pieces that were secret. Um, but even things like, I w- and I wish they'd, I wish they hadn't. I wish they'd shown us a little bit more of, you know, Falcone um, in the trailers because he's a massive part of the movie and he's just, he's not in the trailer. Like I told you about, oh, do you know that, you know, John Turturro is playing Falcone? He went, is he? Mm. He said to me the other day and like, he's a massive part yeah. of the film. I feel like they should have promoted that more and then saved some of those big action beats so that they would have been more of a surprise. Um, but yeah, they, they, that's just, you know, you can't change the way something's marketed, but that's just the way it is. But he was great yeah. um, and really like creepy and dark. And like, yeah, again, they, they, the actors in this, they're treating it in the same way that like the Joker was treated. Like to them, this is just, this is like a Scorsese movie or, a, you know, yeah. this, they're, this, they're, they're playing a mobster who does horrible things to women and all the rest of it. And the yeah. fact that he happens to be in a scene with a, with a guy dressed like a bat is kind of irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. Like, just because the guy's wearing a mask, it doesn't make him any less of a character. You know, like, it actually, you know, makes you a bit more afraid of him. Because especially when you look at the mask and it's like, it looks like it's made out of, like, biker leathers. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much, this feels like like a prodigy type suit, isn't it? Yeah. There um, are some like high tech armored elements of it, like the fact that he's full on bulletproof and like you've got. I like the um, the whole knife thing that he has in his chest. The the bat yeah. symbol is a knife that he uses to like to get himself into in and out of crime scenes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. or, you know, cut the rope. He uses it in, in a couple of instances. Like a bat. Um, I, I was expecting him to throw that at that scene. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. I don't think, did he throw a batarang? No, he's used gra- he used yeah. grapple hooks, but I don't think he ever threw yeah, a batarang. But yeah, he didn't didn't throw a batarang. No. Um, but yeah, that whole stuff was brilliant. I thought Selena Carl was great. Zoe Kravitz. I thought she was amazing. Yeah, she was she fantastic. Was so good. Um, yeah, she was brilliant. She was brilliant, and she wasn't that like cartoonish sort of just you know sex symbol meowing. Thing. Yeah, meowing or just whatever. She was just, or over the top like. Again, I've recently watched Dark Knight Rises and I always thought Anne Hathaway was quite good, but now I'm just thinking like, yeah, very yeah. theatre's kid. Like, do you know what I mean? I know people yeah. always say that of Anne Hathaway, but that is very much her performance and that is very much like that as well. Um, and Zoe Kravitz is very, very down to earth and she's just this 
yeah, it's just she's she's very much a real. It feels like a real character. She gets real stakes in what's going on. She has her yeah. own invested interest in what's happening. She calls Batman out on his bullshit and the fact that he like he doesn't really care. He's just trying to get the job done. Um, yeah. and she calls him out on it. Um, and then he has this. They they have a really great relationship, and I thought it was yeah, it was done really really well. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, um, yeah, Colin I'm, Farrell. Fuck well, yeah, recognizable Colin Farrell. The unrecognition of yeah, and like I mean yeah. I think that's so. I think that's brilliant because they've taken someone with the caliber of Colin Farrell, someone that is a good actor, and made him look like someone totally, totally different. But you still get the still you still get the sort of the vibe from him, and he looks like someone completely different. So he's not. I don't know, like the, the, the prosthetics are amazing. Yeah. And you get this totally different vibe from him as if you like, rather than like, you know what you're getting with somebody like, you know, Jeffrey Wright or, um, you know, Robert Pattinson, stuff like that. You're kind of, you know what you're expecting going in, but when you see, you like, you know that that's Colin Farrell. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's just crazy. And it's just like he's having you know a fair amount of fun because he's kind of he's a supporting character in this. He's not a major villain. Um, yeah. And they might have again. That's another bit of a weird misselling of the movie. Like they like that he's got character posters like the Penguin and like yeah, he's just Oz Cobblepot. He's like a mid-level gangster who runs a club. Yeah. Like middle at, management at the moment. Like so that's yeah. what he is at the moment. But again, I love that. They're they're so confident in the world they're building that they're and they're happy to go right. We're going to cast Colin Farrell in this as Oswald Cobblepot, and this is his role in this movie. And then we're potentially going to flesh him out more. He's going to get a HBO Max TV show based around him, and then maybe he'll have more of something to do later on. And like he's the antithesis yeah. of like of the new mayor. Because yeah. at the end of the movie, you get right. Well, there's an opportunity for you know that we've wiped out all the you know there's been this big flood and now there's an opportunity for us to rebuild. We've, you know, they've taken the Riddler has effectively killed all the, the public officials who were corrupt. So now there's an opportunity for us to rebuild yeah. and, and start rebuilding some trust. Meanwhile, you then have Oz Cobblepot who is now free of um, Moroni and Falcone. And he's looking out over Gotham and like, I can make what well, this, I can, there's a power grab. I can just make yeah whatever i want out of this it's like oh shit like it's like gonna a king be... of new york moment yeah exactly and i'm just looking at it's like these two opposing forces i'm like i want to see like if there's a sequel i want to see it to pick up like immediately after i want to see exactly what happens like the week following the flood do you know what i mean like there's going to be absolute because batman says it, it's like there's going to be a power grab there's going to be absolute chaos on the streets while the national guard's in charge and like yeah. everything's fucked martial law martial law's been declared like gotham's fucked I'm just like I need. I want to see that. I want to see that right now. <laughs> like, and I think that's kind of what the like we're expecting from the show. Maybe, yeah. It's going to be like this Sopranos, like gritty crime drama, but with like the odd cartoonish character arriving. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how they do it because to me, like, I don't. If they were to, if they were to do that and set it immediately after this movie, I don't know how you do that and not have Batman in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He'd have to turn up. He'd have to 
yeah, because especially now, like he has a pre-existing relationship with Oz Cobblepot. Like they have conversations. He walks in and like asks, gets information off him. He doesn't take him down there and then because he knows mm. that it's like it's this whole scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I need you right now, but I'll be back for you later, sort of. Um. So I don't know how if you were to show like it's going to be the Penguins' rise to power over the course of a TV show, how would you do that without Batman getting involved at any point? It's just, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right. It is tough, right? Unless unless they do it the other way around, and it's going to be an origin story. It's going to be, you know, how he got to where we see him in the Batman. Um, yeah. I don't know. So it could um, be one of those, like, um, to and fro. Yeah, like, well, like, like, like Fett, the origin. Like, like the, the original, you know, how the uh, Book of Bob Fett began. It was in two different time frames, wasn't it? Yeah, um, you could do that. You could. Do, I mean, you know, I do find that quite jarring. So you're, yeah. I wouldn't be, you know, overjoyed if they did that. But yeah, yeah. Um, and just yeah. So there's so much more to come from this. And they've also said that they're going to do Gotham PD as a TV show with Jeffrey Wright, um, and that's going to be again a bit of a prequel. It's going to be telling Year One, right? Because the idea is this is year two. They make a like they say that they make a big point of saying like, two years at this, two years at this. They really hammer that home. So it'd be interesting to see if they're going to show year one. Like, are they going to show that first meeting between Gordon and Batman? Mm. Um, and are they going to show like him being how that relationship built to the where it is when we see it in this movie? Do you know what I mean? How it went from and how like what were the repercussions for Gordon? How did he negotiate that? Did he get you know? How does he get to the point where the police force kind of accepted that? Oh yeah, Gordon works with his vigilante. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, even though they're like you say, yeah, they, they bought the trusty, he, good old trusty Jim. Yeah, like when, Why is he when working he, with a madman in a bat suit. Yeah, like it's weird that like even though they sort of weren't happy about him turning up to the crime scene, they did just sort of go, oh yeah, well that's Jim's guy. Do you know what I mean? Like they could, they were yeah. weirdly upset, accepting of it, which is uh, be really interesting to see if they get into that. Um, yeah, but like I say, I'm just yeah, I'm really fascinated to see, it. and I like like the fleshing out of the um, Waynes is really interesting. Mm. Thomas and Martha. Um, I was going to ask you actually, yeah. So Martha Wayne or Martha, yeah, was she always Arkham, or is that new? She's not an Arkham. No, I don't think. I don't think she is an Arkham. I think that. Um... That's think, a new thing, uh, isn't it? That's a new thing. Mm. Because, yeah, like, um, so, uh, Elliot, uh, the, the journalist. Yes. Is the father of Thomas Elliot. Now, right. Thomas Elliot was like, um, uh, so Thomas Elliot is named after Thomas Wayne. Right. And it's like his father's best friend is, um, Thomas Wayne and Bruce and he were raised together like brothers. And then um, uh, his, and then he moved away before um, the Waynes were killed. Yeah. But I don't, not, not, I remember, like, I know that there's a there's always been this illusion. So like a uh, earth two, I think, no, the flashpoint universe. Hmm. Uh, Martha Wayne is the Joker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, what you know, when they lose Bruce, that inspires Thomas to become Batman. 
and Martha loses her mind and becomes the Joker. And I think there's like a slight allusion to that here. Maybe, yeah. I just don't know if it was that there was the idea of her having mental health issues. Was there something that touched up apart from I know that flashpoint story, but apart from that, it's not something that's ever been in the law before then. No, um, not as far as I'm aware. Like it's interesting. She's though, never because... really been a particularly no. well depth character. No, they like, always Thomas, always Thomas, Thomas is a lot more, yeah. To, there's a lot more focus given to Thomas. Like Martha is very much just a you know, a neck to hang some pearls. A on, woman. Really. Yeah. She's just um, a woman sort of thing. Yeah, but again, even that, though, is interesting because it fleshes it out. Like, if that's true, which I imagine it is, and, you know, she had mental health issues, and it's like, okay, well, that, they're often hereditary. So that makes sense that Bruce is a little bit screwed up in the in the head. Um, added mm. to added that to his childhood trauma, obviously, and it's like, okay, this split personality fucked upness that he has, it has got more substance to it. And it's the kind of almost a more real-world explanation for that. And that's what's interesting mm. is like they're not going to go out of their way to do a real world explanation for like, you know, memory cloth or how he got the tumbler or anything like that. But they are going to explain why he's is the way he is as a person yeah. like psychologically. That's what they're more interested in. And like that's really cool. Like, because, and, and yeah, and that's the thing. It's everything's so much more grounded. Yeah. And it's like, and it's crazy. That I, I didn't think that we would get to a point where he got more grounded than Nolan, but somehow we have. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was as grounded in, you think that was, you know, grounded in gritty. Hold my beer, you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> this is really gritty. That's like, it's going to show you babies dying on the streets. Yeah. This is going to show you food banks that are running dry. Yeah. Show you escalating council tax bills. Yeah, like fucking Jesus, like, you know, Paul Dan and I talked about how you don't know what not being an orphan's like. Being an orphan's, you know, crying when the, the, the rats start eating your toes. That's what being an orphan's like. It's like, Jesus Christ, fuck, this is dark. This is so dark. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been here three hours. Like when a, I feel like when a sleep. baby dies and you're like, oh, yeah, God. It was like when a, ba- a baby dies every winter because it gets so cold. It's like, fuck. Okay. All right. We get it, man. It's dark. All right. Like, Jesus. Like, Whew. But but then again, yeah. I'm going to watch Lego it, Batman, right? I want to talk about Lobster Thermidor. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, mom, hey, dad, save the city again today. I think you'd be really proud. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Jesus, and I'm like, I like that we are at a point now where those two things can coexist, and we are in a world where Batman yeah. can be wherever you want it to be because there's all these different versions of it. That's cool. And it's the same with like they've they finally got to that point now with Spider-Man, like what well, they've ended up with with the um, you know, no way home. We've got a point where they're all valid. They're, they, you know, choose you choose whichever one works for you. Yeah. Pick um, your own Spider-Man. Exactly. So that's why I'm I'm okay. Even though I've you know said in the previous session, like I wish it was a little bit lighter, I'm fine with it because if I wanted that, then you know, I at the moment I feel like it's gonna take a lot for me to let go of the Dark Knight iteration of Batman. Yeah, because that's my but Batman. That's, that, but that's always been like a, that's always been like a cinematic milestone for you, hasn't it? It has. That's why. And watching it back again the other day is like, yeah, because people have been saying this is better than Dark Knight. I'm like, it might like it could be, it could be technically, but I because I've got too much nostalgia and sort of you know attachment to that particular movie, I find it hard to be objective about it. Um, yeah. So maybe in time it will grow. And I think when I see more of this journey as well, because again, that commitment that they have to say, look, we know we're not done yet. Yes, we haven't seen the 
different sides of Bruce Wayne, but we know we're getting there. We have to earn it. So it's like, yes, you haven't seen him come out and do his, you know, playboy philanthropist thing yet. But it's because he, yeah. he has to learn that lesson to get to that point and to understand the value of that persona. And that's what the point of this movie is. I'm like, okay, cool. So what it means is like when we're two movies in or like they've done TV shows where he's turned up or whatever, I might be going, this is the definitive Batman. This is brilliant because everything's been fleshed out. Everything makes sense and it's been built towards and, and everything's been earned. And I could be saying that in two that's, years' time. But I that's don't know like yet. a whole thing for me is, is this whole earned, not given. Yeah. So like where I say about like, um, like the Marvel Universe, for example, like, you know, yeah, we're in a position where people are like, oh, you know, you can't just do this. You can't start that. And it's like, yeah, but they've earned that position by putting, you know, they started from basically nothing. Yeah. You know, and they're, you know, co-producing films under Universal or Paramount? Paramount. Paramount, I think, yeah. And um, and now they're this, like, great Goliath juggernaut that's like, kicking in the doors of the cinema and forcing superheroes well not so much forcing but like giving you more superheroes like every day they're like here's another one here's another one just take it just take your fucking superhero but then we all love it yeah yeah you know because we've we've been there since the start we've seen every iteration as it comes along and even if you haven't it's really easy to catch up yeah and like some of them, and you know, there are there are entries to the franchises that might be different to different people. But with this, I think that having seen all the other Batmans and then being able to see this has made me just like realize that this is kind of the Batman that I've wanted for such a long time. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like um, you know, and I'm not not bashing the like the Nolan trilogy or anything, but it's like the difference between like um him walking around uh, a crime scene and noticing that there's a footprint. Yeah. Or noticing that there's like a bit of blood where something's being like moved. Yeah. That's like the detective style of Batman. And then you're like, yeah, he's yeah, it's great that you can fucking electrocute suddenly pulls out a taser when he starts to get a little bit overwhelmed. And you're like, yeah. all right, mate. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, you're prepared for everything. You get better carried away. And, you you know, you got your bulletproof chest armor and back armor. But you could get hit in the head with a pole. You're still going to fucking drop like a sack of shit. Yeah. Which happens. Yeah. And I like, yeah, they... They make a point of that, and they like the the help that he needs to get through it. Like even just like towards the very back end, he literally. I'm, I'm assuming he injects himself with adrenaline, doesn't he? Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, it's like that. I mean, the Easter egg side of the Easter egg hunter side of me was like, oh, it's venom. Yeah, it was green, isn't it? So I was just like, are they trying to make yeah. some sort of allusion to Joker or? Like you know, Ace Chemical or something like that, but no, I don't. You might from I think what it's, happens yeah, like after a, it's meant to be like adrenaline, or something, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, yeah, little things like that. It's the practicality of what he does. It's like, yeah, um, yeah. Like he's got a last ditch like preparation. Yeah, and it, but it does kind of make sense because I mean, again, there's something that people criticise in terms of Pattinson's being cast is that he's not the biggest bloke in the world. Um, yeah. I mean, he's tall, but he's not like, particularly coming off the back of Affleck, who was an absolute unit. Like yeah. he 
So it does make sense that he's got these extra things, but it'd be interesting to see if he gets to that point where he builds and he becomes that much more of a skilled fighter that as it goes on, he doesn't need those anymore. Like you won't use things like um, the tasers and stuff like that as, as he, as he evolves. Yeah. Like uh, I'm just, I'm just desperate to see more, to be honest. Like it's coming out of this film. That's like three hours long and being like, cool, what's next? Like, yeah, and let's, I, keep I feel... this, let's keep this wagon going. Like, I want to see. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm okay, but at the same time, might be a bit of a weird take on it. But like, I'm kind of okay if they never do a sequel to this. Yeah, because I know you mean. I was got at one point the I... risk of being like, yeah, gone, diluting it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, like I say, for me, I need. I find I need that more. Because I like I accept this being what it is because I know that it's the beginning of something. Like if that, right. if I at the end of this movie thought right, but you're never going to see Colin Farrell do any more with a penguin. That's disappointing. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you you're never going to see him become the like because it gets to the end and like he's got he makes a decision. He understands from the you know his voiceover that right I can be more. I need to be more. And then that's never realised. That would be really disappointing. Do you know what I mean? That'd be really gutting. It'd be like a, it's like a, you know, next time, baby. And then the next time never happens. Like, yeah. Oh, no, I feel like, I feel like they've, yeah, they've got them. They would, yeah, I, would, I want there to be more. And I feel like I, this would be such a letdown if they didn't get a chance to make more. Um, but that's just me. I, I totally get it. And at one point, when the, as the film's going on, I did think, geez, are they actually going to make it a one and done? Because they went down that route of, Paul, you know, the um the Riddler was gonna made out like he knew who yeah. he was. And he the Riddler knows. The Riddler knows already. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Read the end of Hush. Like, so spoilers for Hush for a 20-year-old comic. But um yeah, it gets to the end of Hush and you realize that it's the Riddler the whole time. The Riddler's mm. just like over time has been like like I know it's silly, but it's like the comparison to like in um, Far From Home mm. when he's like, "Did you?" She's like, "Yeah, it's kind of obvious." Yeah, and it's like it's the there's so much of like people were like, "Wait, really? No, no, it can't be." But obviously, the Riddler has done so much more and has been so much more closely involved, and it's always sort of presumed that like like the Joker knows. Mm. And um, the Riddler yeah, knows. So, you, but no, that's what you're saying. So that, that's all based on the years of of stuff, isn't it? Whereas I'm talking about the, this Riddler in this iteration. Are, do you think yeah. he knows now? Uh, not any, not now, because no. there's that where's but, that scene where he's like, "You and I," because that's where this sort of obsession is. Is that because Riddler can, and it's slightly different in this. Well, and I suppose it's probably not going to be going forward, but um there's this sort of this illness, the condition that the Riddler has is that he's got this, uh, this uh, compulsion against, against Batman. Mm. So like he could be like tied to the floor, the building's on fire with a telephone next to his head. The telephone rings directly to the Batgate. Batman picks up the phone and says, where are you? I'll come and, re- I'll come and save you. The Riddler will go, I'm at. Now, if the crow strikes 
and like if the crow calls at dawn but sings at midnight and it's like well fuck it like he can't not do this with batman like he has to be able to beat batman he'll die to beat batman because he's so enamored with beating him and because batman's outsmarted him so many times and that's like again explained in the comics where it's like one of the reasons that batman always like explains to people how he resolved their crime and he's like that's why he does like his monologue and he's like oh well i deduced you because of this this and this and this and this and you're like well that's silly like you just nick him but it's to sort of dishearten them from do it again yeah and it's like being in that stage so like seeing that extension of like how far edward nashton's gonna go yeah and how but even that, that yeah, obsession yeah. is there that's another one whereas like again there's something teased right at the very end with him and the last scene we get with him in the in the cell if that that again there's so many things that if they're not realized and this is a one and done i'll be so annoyed but like yeah there's yeah but there is that moment where i thought that's what they were doing where i thought they went down that route of he's gonna like you know bruce wayne is his next victim oh shit and then there's the whole yeah, they find the Riddler's hideout and they're going through all this stuff and it's like, shit, it's going to be revealed that I'm the Batman. And he makes that comment to Gordon is that maybe maybe it's all over. What's over? The Batman. Yeah. It's like maybe he'd realise that, oh, yeah, I've done this for two years now. Maybe this is it. Maybe that my secret's out and I'm going to have to, it's all going to come crashing down. And I thought, fuck, can you imagine if they did that? Can you imagine if they did made And like the movie <laughs> is called The Batman. Yeah. And it's like, what if it's that ultra realistic that then the idea is that Bruce Wayne gets found out and the movie ends with him in prison and that's it. <laughs> I, I honestly thought that might, that might be where they, really? where they went with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I've, I've always right, thought like, but... it seems odd for me that Patterson agreed to do it. And do you know what I mean? The whole thing seemed a bit, do you know what I mean? He's this indie darling who's for some reason just attached himself to the biggest, most high profile superhero role in the world. Yeah. And it seemed a bit, mm, unless it's they did it like. often seen as being a bit cursed. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just like, okay, yeah. But they, they but obviously they didn't do that. Um, but yeah, no, they can't. I can't because of the because of the stuff they set up. I couldn't allow it. Like I would be very disappointed if it ended up being <laughs> one and done. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that last scene at the end. Um. And yeah, that was Barry Keo. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I I'd, I'd heard rumors about that before. Um. And that's something that I heard happened. Um, so yeah, it wasn't a massive shock to me, although just yeah, it was cool, it was very cool. Um, yeah, I had no idea, I no. thought it was um, uh, the brother from Get Out, I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, Caleb. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, That's you it. yeah, him. he's from he was in first class, wasn't he? He was the uh, he was Banshee in first class, yes, yeah, um. Yeah, no, Barry Keogh, and he just literally, and it doesn't, it's not properly said, but they just have this weird little conversation in the cell next door, and he starts laughing, and you see this grin on his face, and like his all his his face is clearly all fucked up, and it's like, okay, that's the Joker. Yeah, that this is their version of the Joker, and he just makes some comment about you know, you know, they're more valuable. The one is more valuable. You don't have many or one is more valuable than some or something like that. And the, the, the answer is a friend to the riddle. Yeah. And they start giggling at each other. It's like, oh, fuck. Again, what the hell is that? Like, the idea of doing a villain team up like that, 
that hasn't been done properly. I don't think ever really. Do you know what I mean? Like we've only ever seen that done. The villain team up thing has only really been done in like the Schumacher movies. Like with yeah. Two-Face and the Riddler or bloody Poison Ivy and, and uh, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> but yeah. can you imagine it done like this in this kind of movie? Like, fuck. Like, Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? Like, like them, Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's scary to think about it. Like. Yeah, it is. Like, because the idea of like these like, deranged but like geniuses in their own right and the, what mm. they could do together like is terrifying and like that's if you want to ra- raising the stakes in terms of like because there's the problem that these movies always have and that's kind of like where the Dark Rises kind of fell down is that it was constantly trying to re- top the stakes of the previous movie and top the yeah. scale and, that and so if you, you can't go of, scale it's quite common with like sequelitis isn't it? oh absolutely but if if there's one way to top it and go bigger then go right have the idea of these not one psychopath but two psychopaths working together with yeah. an even like an even more like fucked up plan or something that's even di- more difficult to overcome psychologically than it is but so it's not about them having bigger tanks or oh well this lot well bane's bigger and he's he's harder and it's gonna you know he's got a nuclear bomb um yeah exactly. it's, <laughs> it's not about that it's about the fact that there's you know just everything's more complicated and more difficult um, and that's an inter- that's a much better way to set up a sequel than to just throw make more it money, bigger, make it bigger, yeah, bigger, um, more masks, yeah. Um, so yeah, really interesting. Um, but yeah, fuck, I don't know what else to say really. Don't know to be honest, man. Like, I uh, gonna yeah, I'm gonna go out on him, and I'm gonna say I'm fairly certain this is my favorite Batman film. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has like, the potential to get there for me. I think I I need to get over my first viewing of it, picking out the trailer stuff because that that is frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think that there's a lot to be said for you know. With that, I don't ever want to sound today's the day. I don't want to say I've told you so, Mister Wayne. Yeah, like I don't want to be that guy, but it's one of those things where I'm just like. By seeing that trailer a couple of times, seeing one trailer a couple of times left so many more surprises for me. Yeah, true. It just—I think it's just the—I don't know what it is like because because it's the way my head works, and I you know I remember lines from things and stuff like that. Like yeah. it doesn't matter whether I've like I don't I didn't go out my way and sit there and watch it on a loop or anything. No. It's just was once it's in my head, it's in my head. So yeah. I like I know that like, when, I, when like the, a steel trap. Yeah, it's like when when the whole car chase sequence was happening, I know much as, as exciting as this is, I know exactly what's going to happen at the end of it. There's going to be a big explosion and the Batmobile is going to come through the fire and it's going to be, you know, the penguin is going to be, ah, I got you. I got you. And then he comes out of the fire and flips the car around. That whole sequence was in one of the trailers. Yeah. So I know where this is all going. So it kind of just, like, it feels like paint by numbers. I'm just waiting for that to happen. Um, and I need to get past that. And I think my, it might be the only way for me to just stop watching trailers altogether, to be honest. That might be the only way for me to do it. Um, yeah, I, maybe. I think Marvel are pretty good at it in terms of hiding stuff in the trailers or even showing you stuff in the trailers that isn't in the final movie. They're, they've got pretty good now. Um, yeah. But I feel well, like... My physio, uh, my physio, for example, just doesn't watch trailers. No. Like flat out, doesn't watch no, I think I might be getting to that point. Now Imagine turning up and watching like Multiverse of Madness. Having not seen without it. 
seeing any of those things in the trailers whatsoever. yeah well to be fair like that well that's the one where i'm like i know that marvel have are holding a lot of stuff back because they know they're waiting for the for the movie to come out in the same way they did for no way home um mm. so that i've got more i'm i'm okay with um but it's just like anyone other than marvel basically like the the, the warner brothers of the world who want to pack everyone in by showing them batman all the asses that batman kicks are going to be in the trailers <laughs> And then yeah, Warner Brothers, yeah. Sony, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, there you go. Is what it is. Uh, I think it's it's sim- It's funny actually because this reminds me of um, Dune in a yes. lot of ways. I, yeah, it's an epic part one of something, but like it's hard for me to judge the whole thing until I see more. But I love it. I thought it's it's a brilliant start to something, and it has the potential to be one of the best series ever. But it's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not a complete story yet in my head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, I it, it, Yeah, it'll get there. And I have, with this cast and this caliber of people behind it, I have, you know, faith that it will definitely get there. I just hope that it's embraced by audiences in the same way. I'm worried that once the sort of, it's doing great in terms of opening weekend. But I'm worried that like general audiences are going to go in and be annoyed and frustrated by this. Yeah, because like, there been... were a few people in the audience I was like, sort of expecting to go in and see a Matt Reeves film, like a three-hour Matt Reeves Batman film. Yeah. It's something. It's different from someone like you and I going in to, like you said, like the Wendy's, the Wendy's and the Bobs. Yeah. So like, oh, the new Batman. Oh yeah, no, I like Robin Pattinson. Yeah. And then you, but it's been sold as a Batman movie to you. And then you go in and it's no, it's a three hour investigative fucking like whodunit murder mystery. Like that happens to have Batman in it. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm like, if you're not prepared for that, you go, oh yeah, let's go and watch the new Batman. And then that's what it ends up being. Like, I think there could be like a bit of a, a backlash. Um, I mean, it may do the opposite, you know, it might, um, you know, add some. Uh, credence to like you know superheroes films being taken a bit more seriously oh yeah i mean like if it if it hadn't been for when it's released i think it could have got a best picture nomination yeah i think that yeah i think so do you think they would ever consider a superhero film i black panther hey oh yeah 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 my bad um whacking phoenix won an oscar for the joker do you know what i mean so it's it's not unheard of Last two, yeah, last two actors to play the actually no, not the last two because Jared didn't fucking win one, did he? But it's yeah, I think the Batman is kind of a weird exception to that. So I really wouldn't be surprised. I think now that it's come out, when it's come out, and the the Oscars are just due to happen any minute, aren't they? So that's not going to happen. No. Um, But if hadn't, if it hadn't been for that, then it could have been quite easily. Um, But yeah, or like yeah, people like I could have seen what's his name. uh, I keep forgetting the guy's name. John Turturro. I could have seen him being nominated for best um, supporting. Yeah, because he's great. Good shout. He's yeah, fucking he's... brilliant in this. Like, he has a couple fucking... of scenes that is just like fucking out. And again, you could have taken that scene out of a you know Scorsese, you know The Departed or something, and it would not have been out of place at all. Like you forget, I forget that you're watching a Batman movie. Like that's not what's happening right now. Like. <laughs> 
Yeah. And just uh, there's so many crazy things in there where I'm thinking, like, again, like the idea of kids going to see it. It's like, oh, yeah, Batman. <laughs> Not up, Batman. But like in, um, in the UK, it's 15. But in America, yeah. it's a PG-13. So kids are going to see this, presumably. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It's only in the UK is it a 15. Like it's not, yeah. R, which is essentially the closest, you know, it's like an R rating basically. Um, but in, in America, nah. So presumably there's a bunch of teenage, like 13 year old boys going, let's go watch the new Batman. <laughs> like watching this. It's yeah. like, did that guy just set a bunch of rats to eat a guy in a fuck? Like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Listen, up, man. We all, we all watched. Well, not all of us, maybe. Yeah, some of us turned out a little differently, but uh, film's good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, seriously, it was great. Yeah, I fucking love this film. I don't, yeah. I don't really know what else to say too much. To no, honest, it was like, great. And as I've talked about it, I've talked more and more about all the stuff that I loved about it. And it's yeah, oh, it's going to grow on me. I can feel it. Um, I'm going to go back and watch it again. I'm, I'm already looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Um, and I'm just excited to delve more into this Gotham. Um, whatever form that takes, whether it be on the TV shows or they do another movie or whatever it happens to be. Um, I will say, as we always say, and I hate that I keep saying it, but this would have been an amazing miniseries. Um, do you not think? Yeah. I think I can imagine I it being love like... the fact that this is like, I got to experience a three yeah, hour Batman film that was like super dark, super gritty and can be watched in with the same expectation and um level of uh i don't know like caliber to say like the same same sort of caliber as like you know like it's up there with june for me is like one of the best films i've seen in years yeah but it doesn't it felt scale wise it didn't feel like that it felt weirdly kind of like low budget in a lot of ways, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there weren't any ma- like the major like set pieces weren't that major. They were there weren't anything. There wasn't anything in there that I don't think you could have done on TV really. Um, but it's just a case of I feel like can you imagine it if it'd been like a sick because the idea of it is that it it's, takes over pl- place over a week, doesn't it? It's yeah. like it starts on Halloween night and it ends on November the sixth. So can you imagine? Yeah. If it oh yeah. Been... I forgot to say this is like very, very loosely based on the Long Halloween. Yeah, there's a little bit of Long Halloween in there, isn't there? And like, um, yeah, that's where I thought when they first said, you know, October 31st, I was like, oh shit, they are doing Long Halloween. Oh fuck, because we were talking yeah. about that the other night, weren't we? You were like, Jesus. Um, but yeah, can you imagine if this had been like one of those like six night um, events where it's like over the course of a week, you watch an episode at nine, nine o'clock, the Batman's on and you watch another episode and it's like, this is, is it, each one is like a day. This is the next day this happens or like the next murder. Yeah. Like you, you go, you know, every episode you go back to is like investigating the next murder scene. It's like, fuck, was the first one starts off and it's the mayor. And then it like, there are, there are clear moments throughout this film where like you could stop it and that would be the end of an episode. Like when yeah. the bomb, the, the bomb goes off and at the um, funeral. And Batman's like, and he gets knocked out. Like, that's a cliffhanger ending. And then you come back the next night to watch the next episode. Yeah. And it just means that, like, if you'd done that, you would have been able to, be able to you know, flesh things out. Like, I would have liked to have seen a flashback with, like, seeing the car's mother and stuff like that, just to flesh that out a little bit more. That's the kind of stuff I was talking about where they're just telling us lots of stuff. And we don't see any of it. Um, yeah. Where, because there's so much of that in the plot already, we could have done with a little bit more emotional context for that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I get 
there are certain ones where I get why they don't show us. So like the whole thing with Thomas Wayne and it's like you get Falcone's version of events and then Alfred's version of events. Yeah. Like I understand why you don't show us that and why it has to just be verbal because the idea is that there's ambiguity and you have to decide who you want to believe. So by showing us it, you would be telling us what is the objective truth. So I get that. I just feel like because it is such a dense movie with a lot of talking, they could have done with a bit of breaking it up and maybe give us a little bit of stuff. Yeah, it would be... Even stuff like like the thing with all those stories that they tell as well, they keep talking about um, Moroni. Yeah. So Falcone is the character who's in the movie played by um, John Turturro, but then Falcone, um, Moroni is the one like, who's the catalyst to start it all off. But we never see him. We don't have a face They'll, to that. So when it's really introduce him at some point. Maybe, but. yeah. But like when you're trying to piece all these, you know, all the puzzle pieces together and this fairly complicated um, you know, scenario of who sold who out and who got arrested, what was the drug bust and all the rest of it, to have this again, it's an abstract the name of a character who you've never yeah, seen. You say you think about the Emperor in Star Wars. Yeah, true. I I know it's not that it can't be done, it's just a case of when you know anything that makes people's lives easy. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, like I think a lot of films make it too easy now. Like a lot of yeah. films are like explained away, and they show you everything. They sort of yeah. open it up, and they're like, "Here, hey, look, this is this is exactly who did this in this way." There's no, there's no room for ambiguity or like a softness of narrative now, yeah. or, or or like a like an understanding of, um, you know, the thought process. Like everyone has to be, you, you've got like a everyone holds on to the same rope as you get guided through this film. Yeah. So I think the maturity of this film is one of the things that impresses me so much. That it, you know, it's a Batman film and he's mm-hmm. got a Batmobile and he's got the bad bike, but it's recognizing that how grounded someone can be with yeah. that and recognizing that, you know, if there is a billionaire out there, then he's not going to be working out of the mansion out of the city. He's going to be using like a disused subway tunnel and he's just going to ride through it on his motorbike. Yeah, that was interesting. With so, am I right in thinking that Wayne Manor is like right in the center of the city now? That's Wayne Tower is in the city. Okay, and he, well, he, but he lives there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting. Because the way I think it was when um, Riddler was describing it, he's saying, "Yeah, you're in this tower looking down over us." Yeah. So it's the idea is there is no Wayne Manor then in this world. It's just ta- is the tower. I think the the, I think they will be a Wayne Manor. I reckon they will because it's like. You know, I think they will do it, but I think they'll realise that, you know, it, that's out of the city. And when they start doing things that are a little bit bigger and a little more, more in-depth, like when, they, when, you know, the Wayne Foundation or Wayne Enterprises starts again, they'll build it out of Wayne Tower. And there will be, as there is in the comics, like a shortcut through the tower or to Wayne Tower from the mansion. Yeah. And I like, and that's another reason why I think we're going to end up with that that new Bruce as well. Is that he got caught, like his father's sort of what was left in his father's wake got called out, and that's what the Riddler was. Yeah. Like he said, yeah, we, we were the the orphans, and we were the you know the people that your dad was meant to help with this fund. And the minute he died, the, all the vultures started circling and went for this renewal fund, and we never saw it. We just got forgotten about. That was the end of it. We all just like that was you know no one helped us because that that fun that your father meant for us 
just went stolen away. He got stolen away by corrupt officials, like oh, by fuck. corrupt officials. And now he goes like, like this is yeah, and it's like this is, and also and just and that whole story that you get when when Alfred tells it is like, no, your father wasn't a bad, was a good man. He just he had a moment of weakness, and the minute he realized what was about to happen, he went to tell the police, and then that night he was killed. Yeah. Oh fuck. So you mean? Falcone had him killed. So like, I wish I knew for sure. So like, fuck, god damn it! Like, we're never gonna know. So like, what was what happened? What was real? I was like, yeah, it's it's brilliant. I love it. I love that that recontextualizing of the of the Wayne story. Um, yeah. But again, it means that Bruce has learned that lesson, and now that's another reason why he will become that philanthropist, you know, public persona of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, because he knows Seems that, like, because back. like he doesn't want to think that you know. By pumping this money into the city, I can stop there being another Riddler. I can see the benefit of it now. Yeah. Like it's, it's taken something horrible like this to happen for him to wake up and sort of go, shit, okay, yeah, you're right. There is putting money in. I can do good. In I can do good Wayne. as Bruce Wayne. And then not only, and I've got this, this mayor, this uncorrupt, real you know, mayor who's just been elected to support me in doing it. Perfect. Let's go. So, yeah, I, mean, I want the next one. Yeah, I want the next one now. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I, I I just love it. Yeah, man. And it's one of those ones that, like, I love it so much that I'm not overly fussed about watching it again right away because I'm still in that sort of, like, wallowing in the joy yeah. of it, right, like, really enjoying it. Yeah, I think, like, for me, I just need that second view and just to solidify myself with it and settle in. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think I'll be, I'll be where you're at in a few days' time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. anyway. Um, we've rambled on long enough. Um, thank you all for listening. We know we've been a bit um, spotty and sporadic um, <laughs> with our um, episodes. Yeah. We're both very, very busy. Um, we will get back on it when we get a chance um, and yeah. get back into this. We, we, do, we'll we still, yeah, love doing these. Um, and discussing it and it helps me understand why i <laughs> react the way i do to movies <laughs> it's very cathartic Listen, um, if, if, it's, if we're doing anything we're you know we're all therapizing dom yeah this is very true um so thanks for that guys um we'll be back for more there's loads of stuff coming up um i can't say exactly what the next episode will be um but we'll get another thing out soonish um, there's a few things coming on the horizon. I think we got like there's a new Pixar movie coming out. There's this new um, Netflix film with um, Brian Reynolds that's coming. Um, there's loads of stuff coming um, soon, and then down the line we've obviously got things like Multiverse of Madness and, and you know Jurassic Park. We could do a Jurassic Park Grand rewatch. Yes, please. Um, yeah, there's loads of stuff where you've got plenty of um, scope to do, but we won't make any promises just yet because. <laughs> Otherwise, we might get ourselves tied up in knots like we have with Batman. Um, yeah. But thank you for we'll listening. Just take it as it comes. Thank yeah. you for sticking with us. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And um, uh, maybe go back and listen to us from the start. Do a grand <laughs> re-listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We've got a hell of a, but we've got a big old back gas log of these now. Um, and yeah, we will keep um, chipping away at it and, and putting new ones out as and when we can. Um, yeah. But yeah. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think of the Batman um, because I think this could be one that sort of divides opinion a little bit. Um, so I'll be interested to see as more people get out and see it, what people think. 
Um, so let yeah. us know um, and we will see you on the next one, wherever that happens to be. <laughs> yeah. We still got an Uncharted one that we could do. We've we could that. do Uncharted. Uncharted kind of went, came and went. Um, but yeah, we can, um, we could go back and talk about Uncharted because that was, um, <laughs> that was interesting. Um, it's certainly an experience. Yeah. And it was, the, in fact, the polar, op- I think that might be it because that was the last thing I saw with Cinemario. It's the polar opposite of this movie. It's yes. <laughs> like yes, a, breeze, it a breezy 90 minute like fun bit of popcorn whereas this is just a fucking dense dark <laughs> dour fucking miserable miserable fuck you i won't do what you tell me batman like it's just gonna punch <laughs> you in the face it's, really it's fucking the, hard it's the most nirvana movie yeah like, i can believe they even just played fucking um something yeah. in the way they weren't even went that far i'm like are you just i got like is the half the runtime you're literally just going to play Nevermind from beginning to end? <laughs> um, it's just yeah. Robert Pattinson walking through Gotham, humming it to himself. Yeah. Aggressively. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. All right. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Now say it, sing it with me. They always stop with the softest parts, softest parts, softest parts. They always start with the softest parts on your face. They'll eat your little eyes right out your head, out your head, out your head. They'll eat your little eyes right out your head if you don't behave.